What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in today's video I'm going to be going through some sell high players heading into week three of the fantasy football season. I always want to make sure that you should not be like force selling these guys. You don't need to get them off of your roster, but I just think this is a potential window where you can sell high and get a really nice return from these players. People really like to overreact early on in the season and you can kind of take advantage of that and sell high on some guys. If you all enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Um, I also have my waiver wire video up today and then my buy lows. So check that out also. But let's just jump right into the first sell high player. And I'm going to start it off here with Devonta Smith. And I want to make it clear, I still like Devonta Smith for fantasy football. And I still think he is a great NFL wide receiver. But I do think you have an opportunity here heading into week three to flip him for a higher upside wide receiver for fantasy. Devonta Smith has gone out and outscored AJ Brown in both of their games this season. And I've started to see some discussion surrounding Devonta Smith potentially being the Eagles wide receiver one maybe he's overtaken AJ Brown are they like neck and neck they're right next to each other to me I think it's premature to say that Devonta Smith has overtaken AJ Brown we're just two games into the season Devonta Smith has back-to-back -back games with touchdowns AJ Brown hasn't gotten into the end zone yet so I think it's way too early to say that Devonta Smith is overtaking AJ Brown to be the wide receiver one um, AJ Brown was viewed as the Eagles wide receiver one heading into the season and he was being drafted around guys like CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, Amon Rossing Brown. So that's what kind of people deemed the value of the Eagles wide receiver one to be somewhere in that tier of like mid-tier wide receiver one options. I think if you can get someone to buy into the Devonta Smith hype that he is going to be the Eagles wide receiver one, I would start off by sending straight up offers for those guys, CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, Amon Rossing Brown. Not saying anyone's going to take it, but I think you just want to, you know, feel around, send out those offers. I'd also consider Calvin Ridley just a straight up um, Devonta Smith for Calvin Ridley. Some people may not agree with that. I'm very high on Calvin Ridley moving forward, so I would be making that deal. I just think that even if Devonta Smith outscores A.J. Brown, right, say he outperforms A.J. Brown throughout the rest of the season, it's not like A.J. Brown is going to fall off and give you nothing. A.J. Brown's still going to produce. So you have these two stud wide receivers playing together on an offense that doesn't have a crazy amount of passing volume. Like this isn't some offense that's going to throw it 40 plus times a game. So I think both of these guys' ceilings are somewhat capped if they're both playing at a very, very high level. So if you can flip Devonta Smith for one of these other wide receivers that does have legit top five upside, I think it's definitely something that you should consider moving forward because it's very possible that next week, A.J. Brown goes out six for 100 and a touchdown, Devonta Smith five for 50, and then we're kind of back to you know viewing A.J. Brown as the number one. I think you do have a window here to potentially flip Devonta Smith for a very high upside wide receiver. Now the next um, sell high player here is going to be Kenneth Walker. And I want to make it clear, I don't think Kenneth Walker is some sort of like urgent sell. He's just a player I wanted to talk about. And there was an interesting kind of development in this uh, Seahawks backfield. So in week one, we saw Kenneth Walker have really strong usage. I think the most notable part, at least for me, was the 59% raw participation. He wasn't overly involved as a pass catcher last year. I didn't think he would be overly involved this season. Um, since they went out, they uh, drafted Zach Charbonnet in round two. In week two, we saw that raw participation fall from that 59% down to 40%. We saw Charbonnet take a little bit of a bigger role than he did in week one. He took the majority of the two-minute drill snaps. He also took two of the goal line snaps. So I still think heading into week three, Kenneth Walker definitely has very strong control over this backfield. He is still clearly the running back one, 
But I do think this is a spot where we need to continue to monitor Charbonnet's usage because I don't think Charbonnet is going to like come in and one week he's just going to be the locked in starter. But I do think at some point he could carve enough of a role where Kenneth Walker is no longer like a high upside running back and maybe he's more of like a mid to back end running back too because Charbonnet is kind of already carving out receiving work. If he really starts to carve out work on the goal line, that just greatly hinders Kenneth Walker's upside, right? Because he's taken away the two most valuable touches, receiving work and goal line opportunities. So I don't think you need to panic sell Kenneth Walker right now. I think if you can sell him for like a high-end running back or get him involved in some sort of deal, you're kind of just, you know, getting off of something that could decrease in value later on. But I also just kind of wanted to point out that we should continue to monitor it and you know, I'll kind of keep you guys updated over the next few weeks to see if Charbonnet does start to eat into that backfield. Now, another running back that I'd be looking to sell high on would be Raheem Mostert. I think just overall for fantasy, the ideal time to sell high is after a big performance on a nationally televised game. Sunday Night Football, everyone was locked in watching the Dolphins-Patriots game. They saw Raheem Mostert go out there, rush for 121 yards, score two touchdowns, put up just a monster fantasy football day. And through two weeks, we have seen Raheem Mostert operate as the clear-cut running back one. Even if week one, he didn't have a crazy game, he still scored a touchdown and dominated the opportunities for the Dolphins. I think the question here for Raheem Mostert is that whether or not he's going to be able to maintain that role throughout the rest of the season, right? Because it's nice he's doing it early on. Um, He was drafted at a major discount because people didn't think he'd be doing it throughout the entire season. But I also think he's kind of overperformed through two weeks, at least compared to what people were expecting when they uh, drafted him. Jeff Wilson was put on IR before the season, and that was what really kind of sprung up Raheem Mostert's value. I think a lot of people thought this would be a really strong split between Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Once Jeff Wilson goes on IR, everything just opened up for Raheem Mostert, along with Devin A-Chain, or Devon A-Chain um, having the shoulder injury and then being a healthy scratch um, in week one. But it looks like Jeff Wilson will probably be healthy enough to come off of IR heading into week five. So will we see this go back to a split between Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson? I'm not saying that's guaranteed to happen because Raheem Mostert has been really strong through the first two weeks, but the possibility is definitely there. And I just think ideally you would rather move off of Raheem Mostert who could lose that clear-cut RB1 status for a running back who's more locked in to like long-term stability, long-term RB1. I think the problem with, you know, kind of making a just straight up running back for running back trade is that a lot of the running backs that are kind of valued in a similar range, I feel like don't really have that security either. Like guys that I think are kind of in a similar spot would be like Rashad White, Miles Sanders. Like those are potentially realistic trades, but I don't really think that Rashad White and Miles Sanders are like 100% guaranteed the season long um, RB1 spots. They're probably the favorites to keep them, but it's not like a lock. I think the ideal trade structure for kind of moving off of Raheem Mostert would be to shoot for a running back in a tier ahead of him and then probably give up like a downgrade at the wide receiver position. So you're getting a better running back, giving up Raheem Mostert, and then you're getting like a worse wide receiver in return. Because I just would rather, you know, shoot for one of these running backs that has more secure season long, you know, upside. I think a guy like James Cook is interesting. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, that may be shooting a little too high, but I think James Cook is a nice option. Another guy who I talked about in my buy low video, Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall is someone that you could find a uh, panicking fantasy manager after like his sub one point game. I think Brees Hall is someone I would definitely look to target also in like a Raheem Mostert trade. Now the final sell high player I'm going to be talking about here is Gabe Davis. 
And Davis is someone who I've been consistently pretty low on dating back to last season. Um, he's coming off a great performance, seven targets, six receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown. But I just think that kind of comes with the territory of his role. He's the wide receiver two on a top offense paired with Josh Allen. Like these boom games are going to happen. If these boom games never happened, like he would have legit, you know, zero reason to actually be on the field. When you have this role, you are going to have some big games. Bills put up close to 40 points. Gabe Davis has a peak week. We saw him have like four of these last season. He had four games with 16 plus points. He had some huge one. Like I think he had a 30 plus um, and then like a high 20s game. The problem is, is that he'll have these boom games, but then he'll just have these super low floor performances. He had nine games with under 10 points last year. That's PPR points. And I'm fine with like boomer bust players for fantasy. Like a lot of people are kind of anti Tyler Lockett because he's historically boom bust. I don't really care about like these super volatile players because they're still going to season long give you the points in your lineup. But I like the volatility if I don't like it. I'm okay with the volatility when they're your starters. On the bench, I kind of feel like it's pointless, right? Because you go out, you draft Gabe Davis, it's like your wide receiver four, maybe your wide receiver five, and you probably had him sitting on the bench in week one. He didn't really do anything, so you're going to sit him again heading into week two. And then week two, he goes out. He has this huge performance. Now you're like, all right, I got to start Gabe Davis. He's going to be my lineup week three. And then week three, week four, he's going to flop. You're going to take him out. And then he's going to have that boom game when he's on your bench. If you just can't consistently start Gabe Davis in your lineup, he's someone I'd be looking to move off of. If you are in a spot where you really like Gabe Davis, you want him to be your weekly flex, then sure, keep him. For me, I wouldn't feel comfortable with him in my flex week to week, which would mean I'd be trying to move off of him, whether it's a wide receiver upgrade or like pairing him in a deal to get an upgrade somewhere else, you know, another wide receiver, running back, whatever it may be, I would take this opportunity to just sell high on Gabe Davis, just not super high on the player. I think the situation is going to lead to some huge games, but I don't think this is going to be something he kind of carries throughout the rest of the season. So that's going to wrap it up for some of my sell high players, Devonta Smith, Kenneth Walker, Raheem Mostert, Gabe Davis, Remember, you do not have to force trades for these players. I'm not saying I hate these players. Um, I'm not saying like you must get these guys off your team. I just think there's an opportunity for you to get some value, potentially sell where they're at their peak. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for this one. If you guys enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Check out the other videos I posted today. Um, thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.